Hello and welcome to A Messy Life, a podcast where we showcase how problems are stepping stones to be overcome. I'm your host, Anthony Munoz. Joining me here today is my beautiful and amazing mother. Can you introduce yourself? Mary Aguilar, Anthony's mom. Anthony <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. just name them all off. <laughs> we just heard Alex laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if the mic will pick it up, but it's all good. So how are you doing today, mom? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm excited to hope for this to work. (laughs) This is the third third time we've tried to film this. And for whatever reason, we keep having problems. But, you know, what I told my mom was that I think it's because I just cut my hair. Like, God (laughs) knew. you'd be looking handsome. Yeah, God knew I needed to be (laughs) short hair in the podcast. He just kept fucking it up for me. But, you know, it's all to plan. All going to plan. Don't worry. (laughs) So basically what we do, we're going to do is I'm just going to ask you a couple of my own personal questions and then we're going to move on to community questions, which are questions that I pose to the, my uh, community and then they ask me a couple of questions for you to answer. Okay. So for you guys who are viewing this, if you guys would like to ask questions, I put on my Instagram story, basically a poll for you guys to ask your guys' questions. Follow me on Instagram there. It'll be down in the description below. All right. So what was it like growing up when you were younger? Uh, It was, we lived in apartments. So we had like, I think one of the bigger size apartments that Mm -hmm. there was, I think there were three bedrooms at the time. And that's because we had a ginormous family. How many? Um, There was, oh gosh, Nina and Luis had already married. So then there was eight of us, seven of us left. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of us girls obviously shared rooms. Mm-hmm. And that that's the tough thing is that our <laughs> oldest brother, who is still at home with us, um, the memory I'm I'm thinking of or the time frame in which I'm thinking of, Peter had his own room. Mm-hmm. So that meant there was only two other rooms. So six or what? Five or <laughs> six other girls. And six other girls. Um, and then slowly <laughs> they married off and mm-hmm. then there was less of us. But it was a very um it was tight, but it was fun and beautiful. It felt like a very protective environment. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of worked as a team. So like as far as cooking and cleaning and all that good stuff, um, there was a lot of Mexican music being played and of on course. clean days. And it, it was fun. It was really neat. Um, so it was a loving, nurturing, very protective environment, mm-hmm. I feel like, for us. Nice. Um, when you were younger, as we all do, we go through problems, you know, um, as your younger self, what was a struggle or problem that you, uh, felt you dealt with? Um, we talked about this only twice, (laughs) only, only multiple times, only twice, um, pride, you know, that egotistical pride kind of that doesn't allow you to grow, I feel like, the the kind that, you know, doesn't serve relationships, whether they're family relationships, uh, husband, wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was too prideful to sometimes admit I was wrong or to see things in a way that could help me grow, mm-hmm. I feel like, when I was younger. And so I kind of had a blast through that at some point in my, thankfully, young adulthood. Mm-hmm. Didn't take me that long, I guess. <laughs> That's good, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> do you feel like, how do you feel like that struggle 
has turned you into the person that you are today? I feel like one on top of it, helping my relationships and helping me grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's much more loving and kind to be able to bring down those walls of pride Mm -hmm. and to acknowledge or take accountability for your behavior or your lack of knowing in certain areas. I feel like, so I think it's made me not only, a a wiser person, but a better person just to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I I totally get it. I I struggle. I feel like sometimes with that same pride thing, um, I'm sure everyone does, you know, (coughs) excuse me. For me though, I feel like it always has to come, which I think is silly, but it always has to come or has to do with like, being good at something, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it only comes out when I'm, there's like a skill set. I don't know how to describe it. There's like something that I'm attempting to do. And if I'm bad at it, that's when my pride is like, it can't take it. Like it's annoyed. It gets annoyed that it even sucks at anything, which is, it's funny. Do you, do you admit it though? Like, do you admit it or do you, are you like, no, no, like, I'm like, um, I admit it when I can, when I'm become like aware, like that, that's what I'm doing. If that, does that make sense? Like I'll be trying to do something and then I'll get frustrated because I'm not doing good, but I won't necessarily be aware in that moment that I'm getting annoyed that I suck at it or that yeah. I'm new to, cause anytime you're new at anything, you're going to not be great at it yeah. for the most part. Um, and then time will pass. And then usually, usually it's in reflecting. It's usually in hindsight yeah. that I realize these things. Then I'm like, Oh, I didn't want to, continue with that because i felt like i sucked at it yeah. but like that's just part of the process it rubbed your ego wrong and yeah. so it was like nope i'm not gonna do this yeah that's Sucks something i not i suck <laughs> yeah that's something i've been trying to work on recently <clears throat> I, c- I continue to i always feel it but now it's just like recognizing the feeling and yeah working past it like not yeah. allowing it to prevent me from doing the things that i want to get good at right because if it rubs your ego wrong and you just give up on it like we all suck at something mm-hmm. initially and then you get better at it. So mm-hmm. putting that ego aside and not being prideful about, Oh no, it wasn't me or it was that or this blaming something else for it rather than yourself. Isn't, you know, once you get past that, you can practice and get better at whatever. Right. You're doing. Yeah. yeah, totally. I agree. At this stage in your life, in, <laughs> at this stage in your life, what do you <laughs> spend most of your time doing and why is that? Uh, I feel like at this stage in my life, I spend a lot more time with myself, but I do a lot of the same things that I've always done, which Mm -hmm. is spend most of my time with those I love. Um, So obviously when you guys were younger, it was all about you guys, raising you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, solidifying just mine and dad's relationship because we had just got married and we started having kids right away and just... um, spending time with him, with you guys, with my family, I still do all of that. But because you guys are grown, I get a lot more time for myself. So I get to spend the time doing the things I love from, you know, reading to shopping, to getting massages, to whatever I want to do. I mean, sounds like a good life. (laughs) (laughs) It is a good life. (laughs) I agree. I was thinking about it a lot yesterday, to be honest. I find that Sometimes because I'm trying, I feel like I'm trying to do so much. 
forget to be present. <clears throat> but the always, the way I just always become present, or maybe it's the other way around. Every time I become present, I become like great, super immensely grateful. Mm-hmm. But I'm not always, you know, in that place of gratitude, thinking about that, focused on that. I'm, sometimes I'm trying to get like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I'm super grateful for this, but we got something else to do. You know what I mean? Like we got other yeah. things to do. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel like I have practiced gratitude on such a daily basis that I, one, that's part of my morning ritual is, Mm -hmm. you know, just waking up and being grateful and saying it to God, the universe. Um, But yeah, I, I think about it all the time with everything I do. It's crazy because I do think it's a beautiful life to be able to have the freedom to do things you choose for the day or you want to do for the day or something comes up and you say oh I I want this or I want to go here or I'm craving to do this and Mm -hmm. to be able to do it that is such a beautiful thing and I definitely don't take it for granted you know so I I am grateful for it daily but I wasn't like that when I was young so Mm -hmm. I totally get you because you've got all these things in your mind and I've learned to be more present than I was in the past, mm-hmm. which you will yeah. also. Something it's I'm beautiful that on. you do already because I guess I'd have to think back. I do feel like I sometimes sat in gratitude even when I was young, but not as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I just recently started it in a way to practice that. Instead of doing affirmations, I started doing pray, like just praying. Mm-hmm. Um so every morning now when I get up I pray and I pray for instead of praying for like things or certain outcomes Mm -hmm. I just pray for him to give me God to give me whatever it is that he desires for me um I think it was in one of the books by I can't remember which one specifically by um Florence Scoville Shin Mm -hmm. and she was saying how there is no other plan there only is God's plan. That's the one plan. And so I'll basically, I'll, that's what I'll ask for. I was like, just give me, I'm your soldier, basically. Give me whatever it is that you think I need to be doing. And I'm going to try my best to fulfill that. And thank you for everything that you've given me, you know, that type of thing. And yeah. I feel like in that has helped me be more present and grateful. But also, I think it's interesting because um, to me, it's like, wow, this is actually something I kind of realized yesterday Um, in a similar way, when grandma passed away, I kind of stopped like thinking about her. Uh, I felt like I neglected her after like, so remember I was watching that one show, midnight gospel Mm -hmm. and I started bawling because of what I was watching and it like triggered uh, memories and emotions within, with inside me. And I felt uh guilty because I felt like I had neglected her like she was in my heart the entire time but I still chose not to see her there uh because it was painful right mm-hmm. and then I started realizing last night like wow okay here's why I started realizing it too I was working on creating branding for life spectrum mm-hmm. and one of the questions it asked was like part of like a personal story and so I started describing why I why my life has been the way that it's been. And I realized that at the same time that we, I lost grandma or we lost grandma, I lost all my faith in a higher power in God. 
And that in the same way that I was neglecting grandma, I was also neglecting my relationship with God. And so now it's like, for me, just beginning to do these prayers, it's like I'm starting to rekindle that. So every, and it's funny too, because every time I talk to God, I try to talk to grandma too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm like rekindling those relationships, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's super cool. I feel like you, since you were a little boy, you were always grateful. Um, you had a grateful heart mm -hmm. from day one. Um, but I'm like you too. I don't ever really ask for specific things. I ask for God to set us, you guys, on the divine path, what is meant for you. And mm -hmm. so that's neat that you already at 21 have come to realize that that is the best plan. So why ask for something else, right? Yeah. Like, but at one point in my life, I did pray for certain things, mm -hmm. you know, and not to say I, I obviously I don't still think about our health and our, you know, all those things. Right. Um, but I also feel like those are going to be there as long as they need to be there. And, mm -hmm. and as long as we do our part, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really cool that you're, that you're already starting to speak to God in that way. Yeah. It's cause I was listening to a podcast where a guy was talking about it and he spoke about um, like having, he spoke about basically <laughs> you and your connectivity to God in a way as if it's a relationship, like an actual person to person relationship. And I don't know, for whatever reason it hadn't sunk in like that, or for whatever reason that time it did sink in. And I thought it was very interesting. And I was like, oh, yeah, like in the same way with a friend, if I have a friend and I'm not reaching out and I'm not asking like, yo, are you how are you doing? Are you good? Then I'm not like I'm not really trying to build a relationship. So how could there ever be one? Right. And I thought about it in a similar way. It's the same way with God. If you're not <clears throat> attempting to build that relationship and stay connected, then you don't and you won't. Yeah. And so I just began and I was. I've been enjoying it, I think. Yeah. I stopped for, cause, uh, so it became like a morning ritual of mine for a, a long time now, but for a little while, like for a month, I want to say mm -hmm. I stopped. I can't remember why I think I got sick and I was sleeping in a little longer. So I wasn't awake anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so funny. Cause then after like a few weeks, it was just a couple, I don't know, maybe like three weeks to a month that I stopped. And after like a couple weeks, I remember feeling like I didn't feel the same, like I was missing something. And then mm -hmm. that popped in my head. And I was like, that's, that's it. I'm not feeding that relationship. I'm not getting in touch with the God in me on a mm -hmm. daily. And when you do that, it feels so different. It sets a different kind of tone for your day for everything. Yeah. And so when I started up again, it was like, ah, oh, yep. That's what that's it what was. was that's what I was missing. Because when you, if you'd never done it, you don't know something's missing, mm -hmm. you know? But when you do it continuously for a long enough period of time to where you realize the benefits of it and then you don't have it, it's like something's not right. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. You just reminded me of something else that I had uh, thought was thinking about the other day. <clears throat> Funny enough, also, well, I guess it wouldn't be considered a podcast, but I saw it in a video. And it was saying, the guy was saying, Iman Gatsi, it's actually the person I bought the course from, my uh, agency course. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how he's been praying to God since he was like seven years old and hadn't stopped. And that 
there's something in prayer, like the fact that you are basically relinquishing uh, to some type of higher power. And in doing so, you kind of have to like let your ego fall down because you're like, I don't know it all. And I'm leaving it up to you. And I'm having faith that you know what's uh, right for me and that there is a greater plan, right? And I think people oftentimes have a hard time with that relinquishing. And isn't it interesting that when you relinquish and you actually do that, you feel so much more empowered and powerful? Yeah. It's it's like we don't (laughs) want to lose power, but then when you actually surrender you feel the mm-hmm. power. Yeah. <laughs> like it's-, it's so silly. Yeah. I think I, I would say it like this. There, there's a river, right? And like, that's, that's God's plan. That's God's divine plan for us. Even if we don't, we're not realizing that we're like floating down this river. Right. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes <clears throat> that relinquishing process can feel painful because you're becoming vulnerable basically mm-hmm. by relinquishing your, you're letting go of, um, I don't know how to say it, like your ego trying to force a reality that's not meant for you. Perfect. And so you're fighting. It's like you're swimming up the river. You're fighting it. You're fighting it, thinking that maybe by fighting, maybe I'll be able to achieve everything I want. But God already knows everything you want because he, he has the divine plan. He created the divine plan, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows all your desires already. And we continue to fight and struggle when the only real option that there ever was, was to relinquish. And then it, like I was saying, it's funny because then once you relinquish and you see, ah, like this is, this was the only option there was. And it brings me everything I ever wanted. Mm -hmm. You, you really get everything quicker yeah, (laughs) because you're not fighting against Mm -hmm. the current, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this uh, stage of your life, obviously, you've grown a lot from the young girl you once were, becoming a mother, now a grandmother with Mm -hmm. Eric and Lorenzo, Mm -hmm. and now, uh, I'm forgetting the other baby, Ezekiel, (laughs) second baby. I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. In that growth, how do you now view your problems? Um, I view them a lot less big. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think there, I just view them as things that happen in life. You know, there's always going to be something that happens and I no longer have the same kind of like suffering, sadness, whatever. Like they're not as serious as they are. Even mm-hmm. when they're big problems, I focus so much more on the solution and on the fact that it is what it is. Um, than I do on the actual problem or dwelling on, the negatives of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, one, they're a lot shorter lived and two, they're a lot less painful, Mm -hmm. less suffering happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And when there is, I, I let it pass. And like I said, just focusing on the solution, it passes a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel like you got there? Like, what did it take for you to get there? Well, I feel like, geez, like, life experience and the wisdom and the knowledge that I've gained through one again, life experience, but also just knowledge and knowing and surrendering to, to God's plan and knowing that things are going to happen, but that everything has a solution. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
in time with all those different experiences, the more I practiced the surrender, the more I practiced the focus. Um, I think a lot of it came natural to me too. Cause I remember someone bringing it to my attention. I think it might've been Eric when he said a long time ago, mom, oh, I, I, I was talking about how a lot of parents suffer during their kids' teen years because mm-hmm. teen years are tough and tougher for some parents than others. But um, I remember saying, even with whatever situations we had that were considered problems or situations, I never felt like I really suffered through those. They were just stages and they were just things. And And he said, yeah, that's because, mom, you tend to focus on the solution versus the problem. So I feel like some of it came natural. The less suffering is something I learned through experience, but then the looking at the solutions, I think was kind of a natural thing mm-hmm. of mine. Um, so I think just life, time, experience, and knowledge. And now I'm finally at this place where it's like, yeah, like I'm almost embracing whatever comes my way versus rejecting right. it and, you know, yeah. resisting it. Which, like we were talking about earlier, is exactly what we should be doing, relinquishing, right? Because (coughs) we often think we understand what's going on when in reality we have a very small perspective (coughs) in relation to God's perspective, God's knowing of the entire plan. We We may see like a desire that he's implanted in us. And so we want to create that reality and we may not necessarily achieve that, but that may have been part of the plan. Right. And we're over here upset, sad, mad, possibly blocking our own blessings from being able to occur because we're continuously fighting. Yeah. And when I say embracing it, it's because I do now believe that there's a lesson to be learned with Mm -hmm. every situation you go through. Right. And so what's going to happen when you learn that lesson? you grow, mm-hmm. you become better, you become stronger, you, you're you just a better version. So why resist that? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, if you can look at the lessons behind whatever the problem is, because there always is one, always. Um, and I believe sometimes they're there because we need to grow in those areas, mm-hmm. because there's something we need to learn. And so, right. yeah, I feel like that's why I've embraced whatever comes my way, because I know there's something I'm going to gain from it. Mm-hmm. as tough as it may be in the present moment. Right, yeah. To touch back kind of on like a previous thing you said, <clears throat> you're talking about focusing on the solution more than the problem. I think that that's very important. And I think sometimes people don't really understand uh, what that means. So I'm going to give like an example so that people can hopefully see a way that it's done. It can be done. So if you think about, let's say there's a smoker, someone who's a smoker, right? And they're, they've been smoking for a long time. So now they're addicted to smoking and they no longer want to be a smoker. And so they want to quit, but now it's hard because they have this habit. They have this addiction, right? And they keep thinking, man, I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. And they're, they're hoping that by doing that, they'll be able to program themselves into not smoking. But that's the incorrect way to do it because even though you're saying, no, I don't want to smoke, you're thinking smoke. You're already thinking about smoke. So the thinking about smoke is going to trigger in your programming, your habits, the feeling of wanting to smoke, even if it it's on a subconscious level, right? So you're not really like consciously aware of it, but that's what's happening. So instead of thinking, 
no, I don't want to smoke, maybe think, I want to be sober. I want to be sober. I want to be sober. Because that's, then that'll reprogram it in you instead of continuously re-triggering the programming that you already had. The problem being the smoking, the solution being being sober, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's kind of a way that um, I think people should try their best to do. I re- I recently was kind of dealing with a similar problem and came to that realization. It's like it's something I know, but then I was like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't practicing it. And then I realized, and I so I started try- trying to practice that instead. Yeah. The book, The Power of the Spoken Word, Mm -hmm. that talks a lot about reframing the way we think or the Mm -hmm. way we say things in a way that could better serve us. And and I think it's by that same... Yeah, uh, yeah. Florence Scovelshaw. Yeah, I think it's like a, what is it, like a summarized version of kind of like what she talks about. Or It's a good one. I ended up buying that in passing it around to the family. Cause I thought that was huge. Like yeah, it's a great book. that was really important for me because while I, I understood a lot of it, like a lot of what she what was in the book, like I already knew it, whether it be like that inner silent knowing cause mm-hmm. God is in us or just even our upbringing, a lot of it came with the way we were raised and right. our beliefs and all of that. But I think I wasn't very aware of the fact like how we say things, because also I believe there's such power and intention. And so I always kind of just rested in that, in my Mm -hmm. intention. Um, But still, if you can align everything, why not? Right. So recent, most recently um, I not recently, but most recently I realized the power of also our words because they carry energy too. So it's been really cool to try to align that with the intention because the intention I've always known is huge um, mm-hmm. and powerful, but yeah, the way we say things and the way we think things could get us closer to the results we're looking for. hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Yeah. There's, I want to add like two interesting things that I think the viewers would enjoy. If you think about when you say words and you write them out, you got like a sound, right? Uh, that it's connected to a symbol, the letter a, so it's like, ah, mm-hmm. right. And then you got a word. When you're writing each one of them out, what is that called? Spelling, mm-hmm. right? So they say when you speak, you are casting spells, Yeah. right? The word spell is in spelling. Uh-huh. It's the base word. Um, so that's like a way to think about it, that literally you are casting, casting spells, spells into with- your own reality with the words that you are deciding to yeah. put out there. Uh, another thing being you were talking about the power of the words, right? And I think people often use affirmations, but I think sometimes they use them wrong. Here's what I mean when I say that. Like people may go in the mirror and they'll be like, I'm this, I'm this, and I'm this. Like, that's great. But they can be used more effectively. And it talks about that in that book, actually. It talks about that you should use them in like almost a combative effort. So like if you have a thought, no, I won't be able to do this. Say out loud to yourself in that moment to conch because because you just sent a energy, a vibration into that direction by thinking that thought. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to use your affirmations as a tool to defend yourself against the unconscious parts <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. And you're going to say, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I and will. so then now you you are cha- re. So let me think of it like this. 
you're going, your vibration's going in a direction, and then you had a negative thought and it started sending you this way. Mm-hmm. By using the affirmation, you now redirect yourself back to, to mm-hmm. what either maybe a higher place than you were at the baseline mm-hmm. or back to the baseline. Right? Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of a way that they should be used, I think. That's, and that's what I do because I think as human beings, there's, and, and, and depending on our, our vibrational state too, like we can fall back into certain things or be mm-hmm. a little more negative or 100%. a little more whatever. And so we're humans and we, we make those mistakes. So they're going to happen to all of us. But yeah, once you f- know about these tools, like at least for me, that's what I've done when I've, I've caught a thought that I don't want to exist. I don't want to it to become reality. I immediately have mm-hmm. another one, two, three, uh, better thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts that I actually want to become reality. So I've been doing that for a really long time. And sometimes you feel kind of like a crazy person. Cause you're like, Whoa, and then you're like, Nope, this and this, and this. Um, but at the same time, like it's a beautiful thing to be able to be conscious enough to be aware of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes we're not, we're just thinking, thinking and spiraling into these negative you know, thoughts, which do not serve us in a positive way. So to use that tactic, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. And I think the way you put it was perfect. Like you're going here and then, eh, and it's like, nope, get back here or even past that because Mm -hmm. now you're uh, intentionally thinking Mm -hmm. and using it to your favor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. In this stage of your life, (laughs) if you could give, um, like a label for, where you're at right now, what would that label be? Um, <laughs> a deeper experience. I was trying to think of we had come up with like yeah, yeah. what I what I was trying to say <laughs> the last first time. Yeah. Um, and then we we thought of deeper experience. So mm-hmm. having the experience I've always wanted, but on a deeper level, deeper mm-hmm. deeper relationship with myself, deeper relationship with God, deeper relationship with you guys. Now that you guys are, you know, grown and and know who you are and are figuring it out and getting to know yourselves more and more, mm-hmm. you know, it makes those connections stronger and those 100%. relationships deeper because we know more, you yeah. know? So yeah, I, I think I'm having a deeper life experience. Mm. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. This is not even on here, but I'm just curious. Um, do you think that when you were younger, you thought that a deeper experience was possible? I just don't think I thought about it. Mm. Like I, oh, I was caught sense. up. I was just caught up in whatever we were living, whether it was going to school and your friends and your, you know, I don't think I started thinking deeper until I got married and pregnant with Eric, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was, which was 19. So I was pretty young still, Yeah. Um, which I'm really grateful for, because honestly, I believe that it, it helped. Um, I took these massive leaps of growth due to what I was experiencing mm-hmm. at such a young age. Um, so, but yeah, before that, I don't, I do feel like I was a like I love to write and I love to read. And so I guess I would if I was going through something, I would think about it deeply and like analyze it. And but not really about the future or life or what life would be like. You know, it was more about like a certain circumstance or moment in my life. Because mm-hmm. I it, was pretty deep with those things. <laughs> yeah, the reason I ask is because so like I said, I was writing that uh 
thing about my life. And so I was reflecting a lot. And I felt like in high school, I had a lot of insecurities and those insecurities, I wouldn't say I was like, I would say I was depressed, but it was like a minor depression, if that makes sense. Like I didn't like, I don't know. I didn't want to kill myself. Like some people do feel, unfortunately, but I didn't like where I was at and I didn't know. I wasn't like, like you were saying, yeah, I didn't think about it. I wasn't aware that there was any possible change. So then when I did begin to start changing and I started growing, I, to me, it was like my entire life changed because, which it did before, because I went into it like a depressive stage, but it changed again in a positive way this time that I wasn't aware was possible. And so it was like almost an entirely new life. Mm-hmm. A big part of why uh, we're here doing this is so that hopefully other people can realize that same thing, that there is change, there is growth that is possible, and you don't have to stay where you are. You want to be somewhere else. There are things you can do, steps you can take to put yourself on the wavelength to get where you want to go. Yeah. I I feel like I've told you this before. And I think, you know, what you went through in high school is, is a very a normal and I feel like a very common thing at that age because I, especially when you have personalities like ours or, you know, or just anybody, I think, I think you know, some people experience everything deeper or lesser or whatever the case is. But um, I felt those things in high school too. Uh, I think the fact that we want better, that we are ambitious with not only ourselves, um, with everything that causes us to be unsettled in our, in where we're at in those Mm -hmm. moments. And we're so young and we know very little, you know, about a a lot of things. And um, we haven't yet started on that journey of like growth and understanding and all this stuff. And so I think that that's a very common thing. I think the difference between you, let's say, and then the people who do sometimes, you know, fall into deeper depressions is because they dwell a little longer and they get deeper into that sadness and that pain versus like trying to get out of it and find solutions or even understandings um, and knowledge, because then that knowledge then gives you that awareness of going, there can be change and there can be something different. And then that gets you on that journey of you becoming a better version of you because Mm -hmm. what do you want to change? What are you not liking with your life? What are you not liking about yourself? And I think it's super common, especially like between middle school and and high school. And I don't think because people lack that knowledge and that understanding, they don't realize that it's going to change. They're just like, just living that moment of like hardship Mm -hmm. kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you could give your future self some advice, knowing that problems, as we talked about earlier, always occur and they're unknown, what would you tell yourself? It would be that don't take everything so serious. Life is doesn't have to be so serious. Problems don't have to be so serious. Mm-hmm. Your emotions and your feelings don't have to be so serious, you know? Yeah your sadness, your anger, your pain, all of that, it doesn't have to be as serious as you feel like it is sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think that. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Sometimes I sit back and laugh 
because I think that art we're so addicted to like dwelling or like feeling our own emotions, you know? And so sometimes like something happens and, and you feel this emotion and you're like angry or sad. Now that I know what I know and that I feel what I feel, I can sit back and go, wow, you're, you're, you're really having a good time sitting in that sadness or in that sad memory, aren't you? Because you're choosing to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, sometimes I chuckle and laugh at myself because it's like, I can decide right then and there to immediately stop. Mm -hmm. And I know I can, and I've done it plenty of times, or I can go, eh, I am enjoying that sadness. Wow. Poor me, you know, (laughs) throwing yourself yourself a pity party. Yeah. But then that's a choice I'm making. It's not that the emotion is controlling me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I am aware that I have control over those emotions. Um, so yeah, just not taking things so serious. Yeah. Unless they're really positive, then you can just sulk in all that joy and happiness if you want to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) So I feel like I've been blessed to learn a lot of these things about life very early in my life so that hopefully I can use them to the best of my ability to maximize the rest of my life. I've only been able to be in the place I'm at, I'm at because of the parents I've had and the experiences I've had in life. I come to you with a lot of my problems or whatever it may be. I, we discuss a lot. We have a lot of discussions. Mm-hmm. And obviously for me to become a wise person, I would have had to have a wise person who helped teach me. And so that's been you. Who do you feel like, ha- do you feel like there's been someone for you who helped you to become wise? I... I feel like my mom, I mean, I think she, anybody who knew her knows that she was super wise, but I also have to say, I thank God because God is within me. And for some reason, I've always had a, um, a passion, a desire, a curiosity on wisdom and knowledge, because I knew those things could help me be a better person and also help navigate life in a much smoother way. So I did start early on in my life kind of reading and Mm -hmm. finding out about things and looking into things and probably not as much as I would have liked because I was raising kids and stuff, but I did it. I feel especially a lot more than the people around me Mm -hmm. did, um, which was different for me because I, I mean, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but from what I could see, I was searching myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like mom and then just being open to learning from other people too. I have plenty of siblings and being able to look at the things that they had that were positive, that were good, that I could learn from too, or understanding different ways too, because we were all so different too. Mm -hmm. And I was very... I just wanted to know, like, how could I understand all these different things? So being open to just seeing in others the things that could help me too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like grandma and then my own curiosities and wanting to, I don't know, make life easier, better. Yeah. And understand it better. For those of, uh, for those people who are viewing right now who don't know us personally, possibly, or don't never got the chance to meet your mom. Could you tell them what kind of person your mom was? She was 
I've said this already a ton of times, um, super wise, just very loving, very open-minded, um, also had a growth mindset, also was very interested in learning all she could that could better herself, her life, her family's life, um, her children. She was always very open to hearing anything that could better serve her. She was not stubborn. I mean, we all have a little bit of stubbornness, you know, with especially with what we think we're right in or whatever, but she mm. was very open. I remember thinking as a young girl that I didn't see a lot of adults being as humble and open as she. A lot of people were set in their ways, and my mom always sat back and was like, yeah, teach me. Tell me what more, you know, do you have? And then she would take from it what she thought could serve her. And because she was very wise, she she was good at picking up what she could use to her advantage again to serve her and her children and her family better mm -hmm. so yeah she she was an important one i think and i think she did a lot for our entire family because of all that love and you know and everything she learned in her lifetime unfortunately mm -hmm. can you imagine how she would be now you know because she passed at 68 and she was already so wise because of that reason um, but yeah, she, she changed our entire life. I feel like or mm -hmm. the trajectory of our family because of who she was 100% and all, acted always with love and honesty and integrity always. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, we talked about it on the previous podcasts, you know, I'm wise because I had wise people around me, that being yourself. You're wise, like you said, because of your life experiences, as well as grandma, who was a very wise individual. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for her, you wouldn't be where you are, and I wouldn't be where I am, and we wouldn't now be here recording this for other people. Yeah. And so what we said uh, before was she's been the biggest, or at least that we're aware of because our past history is not really documented of our like lineage um, she's been a big generational curse breaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like you guys are now. Too, we're doing like we're this. trying to do, you know, yeah. for me, I think a lot, a lot of actually probably everything that I do comes out of gratitude. And for me, it's like, there are sacrifices, struggles, you guys, meaning, um, my mom and dad, as well as grandma have been through to get us to where we are today. And I think it, I have, a, I have, and this is just a personal thing. Like I know sometimes parents tell you like, you don't have to feel like you need to do something for us. Right. But it's, it's something I do feel and I want to feel a duty that it's my job to now go even further. You guys brought us to a certain place or grandma brought you guys to a certain place and you guys took it to a certain level. And now it is my job to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of how personally, how it should work mm -hmm. that each generation can, should continue to attempt to evolve in a positive direction yeah. for themselves and for the future of one, their family, yeah. but also the world. Yeah. And I know that you say, because some parents, I know we've told you, you don't owe us anything and you don't yeah. need to, 
you know, and that's with the intention of you never feeling pressure coming from us, but you're right. What better than to show your family or to show your parents that you grow to be better about mm-hmm. the, uh, the best version of yourself that you grow to figure it out in a way that you find happiness. Cause that's mostly, I mean, that is what parents want for their children. They want them to be better than them. They want them to be happier and be healthier and everything that they desire for themselves. They want their children to have even better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you probably feel that because that's naturally what happens when you are grateful you're grateful for what you've learned and now you want to do that and more you know Mm -hmm. and you want to continue that yeah so yeah that's i think that's the way it is and i think about that too with my mom i've thought about it many times what would she want us to be like what would she you know she worked her butt off to get us to a certain place like let's make her proud and let's Mm -hmm. you know you just you do it out of gratitude not because you have to but because it just comes natural yeah i was i wrote something the other day because yesterday was kind of a big day for reflection because I was having to do those writings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I said something like, this is going to sound weird. Maybe I shouldn't even say it, but I'm just <laughs> going to do it anyway, so I don't care. Um, I said, my intentions are pure. I don't see anything else to do in life. I needed a reason to not kill myself. And what I mean by that was, I, w- I remember specifically being in the shower right next door to where we're at, uh, the room we're currently in. And I was thinking about Jesus. I was thinking about the story, whether real or not, and how he was willing to die, be crucified for what he believed in, and the strength that that takes to be the kind of individual who is literally being nailed to a cross after being like whipped and all these things, um, tortured, and still ask for forgiveness for those who are causing you all this pain. And I thought, well, am I willing to die for what I believe in? And I was like, I don't know if I am. So then, you know, every every day that you wake up and continue to live, it's a decision to live. Because people, unfortunately, do kill themselves. And so you, you can. You can just decide, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go. And then take yourself out. But... If I'm going to make that decision then for myself to live every single day, why? What am I going to live for? And to me, it's for this. It's for making my previous and hopefully future generations proud, but to also improve the myself and the world in a positive way. I, I think it just comes back from, to gratitude, which... You know, like you were saying, I've always been a grateful kid. I don't even, I don't know why that is really. <laughs> I, there's no explanation. You entered this there's no explanation really for spirit. me for that. But <laughs> uh, whatever I want for myself, I genuinely want for others as well. And I can relate because I feel that too. Yeah. That's, that's why we're here. You know, we, we are now getting to document this conversation. Um, I, we touched on this in the last one, how now since we're being able to actually record this wisdom, we are able to give it to future generations. Hopefully my children will be able to see this and be like, oh, this is what my dad was doing. Oh, these are the kind of things my dad knew when he was this age. Um, And hopefully they'll be smarter and better than me, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think how beautiful that is because before, like imagine how it would have been 
if we if we could go on YouTube and see grandma like with all her knowledge. You know what I mean? That that could help a, possibly a lot of our family because they don't get to see her on anymore, right? Because she's passed away. But what if they could go back and be like, "Oh wow," you know what I mean? That yeah. that's that was one of her lessons. I needed that today or something. Whatever yeah. it is. Um, and now we have that. So it's like this compounding wisdom and knowledge that I we're able be, to pass on to. Yeah. And now documented because yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. Because of grandma. <laughs> yeah. Well, and technology too. Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. We'll be able to, you know, there's a lot that we no longer remember that might she might have told us like back in the days and, you know, something we could use maybe in the future. But because it's not documented and it's no longer in our memory, like we don't get to learn that lesson. We're going to have to learn possibly mm -hmm. through our own experience, which is fine too, but... Mm -hmm how much better can it be if you can learn from others and their experience, especially right. those who were so wise and who had such great intentions for their own life as well as others. Like that's just more knowledge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it, uh, that excites me. The possibility of my future children being able to be like, Oh, my dad was a badass. Look at all the stuff he did. <laughs> yeah. Look <laughs> but, at his baby face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to do me like that? But, <laughs> baby um, face. I say cute, but I have to say. No, yeah. you said a baby face. But. I, because you're <laughs> always going to have a baby face to me. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I'm a man, okay? <laughs> yeah, so, I know you're a man. I got a man face. <laughs> now nah, I'm a Disney Channel star. That's what I like to tell people. <laughs> it's a very. Because cause Disney Channel stars, they'll be like 16 years. They'll be like 18 or 20 years old playing like a 16 year old. Yeah. So I'm a Disney Channel star. Yeah. No, they'd be playing like 10 at like 17. Yeah. That's why. I'm, I'm in Disney. And you're going to be so grateful for that when you're like 60 looking like you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'm also excited that hopefully people who don't get to have these conversations with their mother or whoever else we eventually have on here, um, that they also get to learn from it, you know, because I feel very grateful that we have the relationship that we do have. Because I don't think without you or without just our family in general that I would have been able to get to the place that I'm at because I had to conversate and get it, release it, let it out mm -hmm. in some way for then it be able to be processed. Yeah. Um, and so I hope this is helpful for the viewers, you guys watching. I hope that you're able to take some positive things away from this and realize, like we said in the intro that uh, and touched on earlier, pro problems are just things that to be overcome. They are lessons. They are life lessons that help you become a better version of yourself. You don't need to fight them because you're literally fighting, becoming a better version of yourself. And addressing them is super important. Um, tucking, tucking problems, resisting them or tucking them under the rug and pretending they don't exist or trying to suppress some of the problems that you have within yourself instead of coming to your mom or friends or mm -hmm. whoever you may trust, I think, you know, doesn't serve you. So being open enough and tackling those problems so that you can grow from them and learn and become stronger and wiser and a better version is super important. Yeah. So I think I'm so grateful for this relationship too, because I also feel like there's a lot of parents and young people who don't have that, mm -hmm. don't have the relationship where they can just talk about anything, mm -hmm. hard stuff, um, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm -hmm. and everything. And I feel like we do, mm -hmm. even the hard stuff. Like, we can talk about anything and everything, yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. I do tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can tell you guys everything. You know, I think it's important to discuss 
even though you're our children and we're parents, like it's important to discuss real things because this is life and there's no point in, you know, hiding things and pretending they don't exist because they're bound to arise. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the more, you know, the more you can be prepared to what is real Yeah, and it doesn't catch you off guard yet. You have the tools to, you know, to overcome it all, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And how fortunate I was thinking about this the other day, you know, as I said earlier, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who may not be as blessed to have this kind of relationship or they don't feel comfortable, even if their parents maybe would be open to having this conversation. They just personally don't feel comfortable being able to do that. I think that's one of the reasons Life Spectrum, that is the reason Life Spectrum exists. It's, we are supposed to be that person, that thing that you can come engage with, talk to, who's just going to be there to try to support you, to try to help you. Because we all need that one person or that one thing that we can, some, for some people it's therapy, right? Where they can go and release and let these things out and hopefully learn from that, the process of expressing, right? And it's like, it's almost like we're, life spectrum's your best friend. <laughs> like, that's like kind of what it's supposed to be. Like, you can come to us, we'll hear you out. And we'll try to provide as much value and support as we possibly can in whatever way we can. Yeah. And I think you're reminding them, people, us, and you're, you are shedding a light on what is truth, which is the answers are within Mm -hmm. and you're encouraging and reminding that it is important to let let these things out, whether they be to life spectrum or to your mom or to your sibling or whoever, whoever it is within you. And until you start letting that arise, Mm -hmm. you won't find answers, you know, and you won't find solutions because it is all within us, but we have to let it out. How many times haven't we had a conversation and had like, Oh my God, like there it is. That's the answer. That's what I've been going through. And I hadn't put it into words. Why? Because you had to start releasing that, that was within because it was inside you. A lot of times we come to our own realizations, having conversations with someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are all knowing we have God within. So we've got the answers. They're just in there and we have to help them come out. Isn't that so funny? You know, we touched on the power of words, but literally by because we can be thinking through the same thing in our head all the time and get nowhere. But then somehow with the power that words have, when we just say the same thing we were thinking out loud, it can make us feel like, Oh, why was I thinking like that? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel it's because like we talked about with manifestations, there's a lot that needs to be aligned for it to really take off. Right. Just like we said, the power of intention, the power of your word. So by speaking, by having these conversations, you're having the intention of releasing, right? Mm-hmm. But then now you're using words. So now your your intention and your words are aligning. And so then it just get, it happens faster. Right. So that I feel like that's why when we say things out loud, one, we're obviously intending to do so by being willing to say them out loud. But then now the power of the word as well it just, you have these light bulb moments. You have, mm-hmm. you get these answers. Oh my God, it's happened to me a million times talking to my sisters about a problem or something that's going on. It's like, oh my God, that's it. Mm-hmm. I find the answer just by speaking. But obviously I had to intend 
to have that conversation with them, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's things lined up like we've talked about before that it makes it just quicker. I think everyone will eventually get there. Right. But the more, you know, the more, you know, you have to have that action, you know, and Mm -hmm. then the words and like you just get there faster with the solution. So, yeah. Yeah. We touched on uh, grandma who, as we said, was a evolutionary person for the growth of our lineage, our family. Can you touch on like some of the struggles that grandma experienced in her life? Um, I feel like the normal like conditioning and programming, she went through a lot of hard stuff. Um, thankfully, she, you know, was a positive person and she learned. But I think just her programming and stuff, I remember um, it was such a compliment to me because she said something like, I wish I would have been as brave as you because you know ever since I was a young girl I had a voice and Mm -hmm. I was brave to use it I mean sometimes when I shouldn't you know (laughs) that was back talking or whatever um but I was always brave to speak my mind um regardless of what that came out like or who was in front of me and so I think that she kind of the way she was conditioned and programmed caused her to suppress a lot of that you know, just to be disciplined and just to listen and obey. And so even though she knew she could at an older age, it's like she hadn't gotten enough. She did when she had to, when it was super important, but not with everything. I think as she then observed us as adults, she used to then tell us, God, I wish I would have done that sooner. I wish I could have been that way sooner because Mm -hmm. knowing what she knew and having the intentions she had, she just needed to get past some of that programming and conditioning that caused her to be more obedient than brave and courageous, Mm -hmm. no matter what that ended up like. Um, So I think those were some of the struggles, just that conditioning and programming that I think is most of all of our struggles. Right. Yeah. What about with her like experience, like life experiences? Meaning like what were some of the hard things she Mm -hmm. went through? Yeah. Oh, well, gosh, I mean, think about it. Like she came here not speaking English, um, had to work her butt off and then she got divorced. And so um, she had an abusive or an alcoholic husband. Um, Alcoholic, abusive husband. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't a terrible man. He had an illness that caused him to be bad when he would drink, but he wasn't bad when he wouldn't drink necessarily. Um, so anyway, she, so she had all these children, you know, she had to raise and, and feed and all of that. So she had a lot of struggles. I mean, she had to work seven days a week, put food on the table. Thankfully she had older children who could also help and assist her and support her in some of those things. Mm -hmm. Some of my older siblings finished their GEDs or, or whatever, like when they were older, cause they couldn't go to school because mm-hmm. they had to work because there was nine of us to feed or, you know, a lot of us. So she had a, you know, those were struggles yet in yeah. some way, like she didn't sit there and complain about him. She just did what she had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that must've been, you know, the biggest thing is trying to raise a family like on her own with all the obstacles of, being in a country that wasn't hers and that she came to for more opportunity, but then had these things that, 
you know, that were in her way, like language barriers and, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But she was also very hardworking. So the minute they gave her the chance, she always proved herself. And then she ended up going from like just this normal employee to like being a supervisor, you know, kind of higher level because she worked her ass off. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so <laughs> sometimes some people would resent the fact that she worked so hard because that caused them to look like they weren't working as hard or to whatever. But yeah, grandma, every, you know, she stuck to jobs for a really long time. So the jobs she did have, she went, she moved up really quick, even mm -hmm. with the language barrier, just because she proved herself right away. Mm -hmm. And that was always her. She was going to do that so that she could have the stability and the ability to raise her family yeah. and survive. Yeah. And, you know, to me, like, as you go ahead and list off all those, like, hard things that she had to endure through in her life, to me, it's just proof that what we're talking about right now is truth. And the entire purpose of this podcast is truth. That these problems are just to teach you because look at the kind of loving and wise person she became even through all those very hard struggles. For sure, yeah. And she's one of those that would tell us there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a light in every problem too and something that is going to come from it. So she was wise enough even with all the hardship and struggles she went through. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I mean, she knew it. She had lived it. Mm -hmm. she, everything hard she went through only led her to be stronger and wiser and, you know, a better yeah. version of herself. Taught her to fight harder. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, yeah, I'm like now thinking about my mom. My heart almost feels like a, like a burning kind of... <laughs> It's so weird. Maybe she's here. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm like, oh. She probably is. She probably is. She always is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on to the community question portion. Okay. Again, remember, guys, if you would like to ask a question, follow me on Instagram. There I will be putting a poll up on my story twice a week, basically, so that people can get an opportunity to go ahead and ask their questions. We're not going to be able to get every question, but... We're going to answer as much as we can. And then you'll have to bring me back. Yeah. <laughs> the other, because they need to know. <laughs> Just kidding. I act oh like I God. love this. This is definitely different and awkward for me. One, I have light sensitivity and I've got these bright lights shining on me. And it's just different knowing that you're being recorded. Um, so I'm totally joking, but they do need to know. They asked. <laughs> so I'll be back. <laughs> So I guess she's coming back. <laughs> no, I'm I just said kidding. so. I'm the mom and I said so. <laughs> no, nah, I always plan to have you back, of course. <laughs> I want to do one with both you and dad at the same time. That'd be cool. I was telling you the other day, I think you should bring your theas on. Yeah, we'll and, do that too. And have some like really serious topics about communication and overcoming like differences of personalities and opinions and being able to have the kind of conversations we get to have. Yeah with all the individuals in your family, because what I understand about life and what I see about life, that's some of people's major struggles, not being able to have positive communication because of their differences and difference mm -hmm. of opinions and beliefs and all that. And so I think that would be a really cool um, podcast because there's a lot of us. So, you know, there was a lot of work involved in 
having the kind of relationship we have, I mean, your audience doesn't know, but we have a beautiful relationship with our family. And, and yet it's not because it's been perfect. It's because we've learned to navigate the differences in each other and to grow enough that we can have conversations as hard as they have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, you can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. We will. All right. So first question. What is something that inspires you both in one another? Okay. <laughs> okay. So for me, it's your ability to stay true to the core of who you are. And so what I mean by that is like you would you could talk to the president and you talk to them the same way you'd talk to like a janitor. Like you're just who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's beautiful because um, a lot of people aren't authentic in that same way. And I think that's really respectable. And I, that inspires me to live in the, a attempt to live in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, I've always taken pride in that because I do believe that as individuals, we all carry the same value. We're all created by God. And I think, um, society or like i don't know our programming conditioning has caused us to sometimes look at certain individuals as above you or beneath you depending on what or who or titles or blah 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 and i never i never saw that i always think that the most important thing about who you are is is the essence of who you are the fact that you are you know your heart your your being is important it doesn't matter what you've done or what you know what your title is or blah, blah, blah. So a lot of times people will see that as, oh, whoa, he's a president or, oh, whoa, he did all these things, which is admirable to accomplish a lot of things. That's cool. But that doesn't make you necessarily more valuable as a being than the janitor that you're Mm -hmm. talking about. So that's, I think I've always seen things that way. Um, (coughs) So what I admire about you, and I've said it before is your ambition, your, um, you, I feel like you know what you want and you continue to know that through yourself. You don't need others to push you to Obviously, we all want support. We all want this. We all want that. But you know you can do it on your own. You don't have limits. No one's going to limit you. Mm -hmm. Not a lack of it, a lack of support, or a lack of whatever. What you want, you go for it. There's no limitations. I think you dream big, and that's very admirable. And I love that about you um, because I believe it with you. You know, I believe that's true. I believe the only way you won't get to where you want to be is by giving up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember there was something else that I had brought up the second time that I was like, oh, and I didn't say it the first time. And then I was like, I'm so glad I remembered that. Now I can't think of it again. Done. I can't I think of it. This one was, is, is always right in my mind because you are, I feel like the first one of all of us to have the size of dreams you have, to have the ambitions and to have the dedication that you have towards what you want. (laughs) You said the other day, I don't take no for an answer. And good Lord, do we know that as your parents, right? Like, (laughs) 
constantly coming at us with those things that you that you want and that's a beautiful thing too you know as annoying as they can be sometimes <laughs> i it's it's admirable and so i can say you know with all oh honesty, was it advocating for myself oh was- yeah it was that and that kind of is kind of the same thing as what i'm saying now like you know you have always done that for yourself and and you're only going to get better and better at it you know i think you're going to learn different tactics and techniques that are you know even better but you have done that since you were little so i admire you guys for a lot of reasons i admire who you are now at 21 because the truth is what you guys aim to be and what you've already put so much work into is so beautiful it's a lot of work what you've done you guys are constantly seeking that growth that knowledge and you can see it in in who you are and what you know already at this age Mm -hmm. um it's not necessarily i'm sure there's a lot of people out there like that but there's a lot that aren't Mm -hmm. um because it just is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah. admire those. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> there are kind of two things I want to touch on in, in what you said. One being you were talking about my ambition. And to me, this is kind of why I feel the way I feel. Well, there's two reasons. One is like I said, out of the gratitude. So you guys brought us to a certain place. So now like, okay, I'll say it like this. Dad has built a successful business. And because of that, now we have a certain level of um, ability. And basically, everything can be given to me in a way. But for me to feel like I did something, I, I'm not wording this correctly, but basically, to actually succeed because of the... uh position you guys have put us in to me has to be at such a a much higher level so like again you guys got us here and so now i have this much of an advantage so that means with this much of an advantage if you guys could go from here to here that means i must be able to go from here to here because of the advantage i was given Mm -hmm. right so that's one of the things the other thing is... Can I interrupt you for yeah. just one second? Go ahead. I have to say, you at 21, as far as wisdom and knowledge and emotional intelligence, you already are here compared to where we were here. Yeah. It, but that's only because of you guys, you yeah, know what I mean? which is insane. I mean, it's it, you're already doing it, so mm-hmm. you're only going to continue to doing it. You've already done it. Dad yeah. And I talk about it all the time what how you guys handle things and what you know about life and how you deal with situations are with so much more wisdom and you guys do it so much better than we did at that age mm-hmm. you know we do that now but at that age you guys are you've already surpassed us and and we'll give yourself a pat on the back <laughs> <laughs> My intentions happened. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Sorry, for having those. Thanks for having you. those intentions. <laughs> they helped. What was your second one? Um, the second thing was basically, actually, real quick. Now I wanted to touch on what you just said. I was thinking the other day to myself. I feel like, like I'm happy. I'm because I'm very grateful as an individual. 
to me, all there is left is to fulfill the the plan that God has designed for me. And so to me, I'm like going from a place where I didn't feel good about life to where I am now. I feel like the hard part's done. I already went through the hard part. There are so many people who they take the steps, they become extremely successful financially in the world or whatever, but then they're depressed and then they hate their lives. Robin Williams, successful actor, rich, but still kills himself, unfortunately. And I'm already in a, I feel I'm already in a good place. So I, I've done the hard part. All there is to do is the execution of the other stuff. And that's just materialistic things. So it's like, yeah. I've done the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But And we'll continue. Yeah, continue. Of, yeah. of course, it's an ongoing process. It's never done. Yeah. This was one of the things I actually wanted to talk about when I, what I was saying earlier was that the reason I continue to grow and intentionally continue to grow is because I feel like it's just the natural law and way of the world. I feel like with what I understand, if everything is in motion, it's the law of rhythm. And when you stop, the only things that stop truly are when they're no longer here, when they are dead. To to stagnate, to stop completely is to die. Mm -hmm. So your life's going to get a lot harder for you when you try to when you stop trying to grow mm -hmm. or when you just neglect your own growth. Because yeah. again, you're fighting that river. You're fighting the natural flow of reality, mm -hmm. of God's creation. Yeah. yeah. The other thing and the reason why I have the ambition I have is because you talked about don't see life so seriously. I truly, at the deepest level, I don't. I don't, like, see life that seriously. Because, at least from what I understand, I think that, you know, this is just a temporary, temporary experience for our souls. And that this is, you know, you, you said something like, people often have a, uh, a hard time, <clears throat> like, accepting their problems. Um, and so they can't ever, they don't communicate them and they can never... Um, move past them and i think that's because oftentimes people are attached to their persona who they think they are but to me at the deepest level i'm not anthony i'm not your son i'm not none of that we're just uh souls and those souls to me come from god so it's it's easier to see problems for anthony his character so, so to me in other words to put it in a in a funny way i guess you could say it, I'm like playing GTA. If you know what GTA is, it's like you create your own character. Now you're in like the city of Los Angeles uh, and you're running around, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's basically how I see my life now. I'm just playing this game now. Mm -hmm. I see how it works. I I don't have to do anything. I get to do anything. Mm -hmm. So if I'm here and I get to do anything, why not play this game the way that I want to play it? One. And two, to the best of my ability. Like, if you could have everything you desired, why would you not try to achieve that? Yeah. I don't, I don't see a point. So to, so to me, it's not even like, it's not even like, oh man, these are such big goals and I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, what else is there to do? Yeah. I, do, I don't see anything else to do. You're, you're controlling your experience on this earth. That's what I hope to teach others to do for themselves as well. Yeah. I, I think that seeing it that way 
which I believe too is put, takes a lot of pressure off because it, you know, it's an experience and one day we won't be here anymore and we'll mm -hmm. move on and have a different kind of experience. Right. Um, if you believe that, or if you don't, whatever we believe that, um, but yeah, when you can see this as an experience that you can have control over, or at least you can die trying, right? Until you move on to that next experience, like you're in control then. And you get to experience things in the way that you want to experience mm -hmm. them from, you know. Right. And those are the de those are desires that come from within that I've yeah. really always had since I was little. That's just, those were the things I liked. Yeah. And to me, those are the things that God has put within me because i want a big house i want nice cars like all these materialist things of course like i said they don't really matter to me like matter they don't but i still like them so i want yeah. them and if i can have them why not, why not? <laughs> but but for some other people it may look different it may be i want to chill in a cabin in the forest with my dog and that's it you know yeah. what i mean do that yeah, whatever it looks it looks different for everybody your authentic desires, the mm -hmm. desires that come from within, be genuine. Don't want things because others have them or want them. Be want them because they're coming from within you because you desire them. Right. Whether it's because you like them, you you love them, or you just want them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whatever the case, but you know, that's your authentic self. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. I think you know life spectrum permission is to, for those of you who don't know as well empower and galvanize individuals into leading fulfilling lives so really what that just means is that what as a business we want and just on a personal level what i want for everyone else is for them to live their best life whatever that looks like to them because i'm aware and i'm wise enough to know that my best version of my life is not going to look the same as yours or yours or whoever's right so it's just to maximize the potential of experience the experience that each individual is having here on their limited time on earth mm -hmm. in the way that they desire. Cause again, exactly. like you said, the answers are within them. I don't have the answers for you. Yeah, I have broad an, a broad understanding of how I believe the world to work. Mm -hmm. And I can share that with you in the hopes that you can take that and use it as a tool to again, maximize your own experience. But I can't do that for you. Like yeah. I'm just here to provide whatever support you either take it or you don't. That's yeah. up to everybody, right? Yeah, and you are putting the work into having that a lot of that knowledge. Not everybody is doing that necessarily, so you can assist them. Maybe some people don't have the same amount of time, or you know, they're just not the desires that are in their mind right now. That you know, later they can come across it, and it can assist them in mm -hmm. you know figuring that out. Yeah, whenever it's their time to figure it out. Yeah, right? but yeah, you are putting the work into finding out some <clears> of that knowledge and understanding about how the world works about mm -hmm. how things work so that you can share with those who don't or mm -hmm. those who haven't yeah i was saying to myself the other day downstairs i was like thank you god for making this my mission i don't i feel blessed that this is even like this is even the mission or vision that i have for myself because to me it's a beautiful one mm -hmm. and i find it almost i find it comical that, you know, I would think to myself when I was younger, like, there, there, there's no point in speaking in a specific, complicated way um, or articulating yourself in that way. Like, why not keep it simple so everyone can understand? 
as I grew older and I learned, started reading more, I had, I gained the ability to speak in that way. But I think that same kind of frame of thinking is actually a tool that has served me because now I can explain these complicated topics in a dumbed down, simple way so that others can actually understand it. And of course, that's taken me possibly thousands of hours of educating myself and reading video, <laughs> reading videos, reading books and watching videos, movies, actual just life experiences. And so now I hope to distill that down as best I can to for others. It's all for you guys. Come on. Um, moving on to the next question. Kind of went on like a rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what is the key ingredient to having a strong relationship with your parents? Okay. We talked about, I know I talked about acceptance and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think acceptance is huge because we should want to accept and embrace who you were meant to be, your authentic selves, Mm -hmm. not who we envision you to be, who we would love you to be, who we would think you're better off being, but who you genuinely and authentically are here to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So acceptance, I think, is huge. And then respect and just having to respect who we each are, each other's boundaries, each other's ways, each other's beliefs, all that stuff. So I think those two things play a big role, obviously, love. (laughs) Yeah. Love is probably number one too. Cause you know, we make, we can make mistakes attempting to do the right thing along the way, but because of the strong love that we feel for one another, we can also understand that, you know, we try our best and that we're, we have we're good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I would add son? onto that. I would add communication mm-hmm. is very necessary, very but there are kind of like two parts to communication. I think you were saying this earlier, uh, people have trouble uh, coming to an understanding um, and communicating with each other. I think so communication and understanding are important, but understanding where that really comes from is the second part, the second half of communication, which is really the more important part of the communication aspect, which is listening, actually listening. Cause oftentimes we're not, we may think we are, but we're already thinking of the next response that we're going to have and we're going to spit out at them. And we're not fully taking in what they're attempting to say. And it's important we realize that we all communicate differently, right? Because we are all different. So to not, with that, with that understanding, with the understanding that we communicate differently, you're going to say something and you're going to know what that means. But, and I may hear exactly word for word what you said, to me, those words mean a different thing because of my context, because of my experiences, because of my understanding of reality. Mm-hmm. So it's important to, to think to yourself and ask yourself when you're listening to someone, what are they trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Not with the way I understand the world. Separate yourself from this and think, what are they trying to say? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes that'll help you actually come to that understanding instead of saying, thinking to yourself, no, they're saying this and this is exactly what they mean. I know what they mean. Because mm-hmm. more than not, you probably don't. They could be miscommunicating themselves. Or there's just a misunderstanding. And because you're not attempting to be to listen, you're attempting to push what you want to communicate out. Mm-hmm. 
you don't hear someone. Yeah. That's why I think elaborating and having like longer conversations, I think is really important because that's when you can actually get to the bottom of things. Mm -hmm. Even just asking if you're uncertain or, you know, making sure that you making sure you understand, but then them making sure that they're being understood too. Like you get what I'm saying, that type of a thing. That's something I learned a long time ago because I feel like in the way that I was like, I was misunderstood a lot as a young girl. Like I was very tough and very brave and very sometimes what people could perceive as cold when I was younger. But I, I felt like inside I was a good person and I had great intentions and I loved so hard and so much. And Mm -hmm. some of those people that I loved so hard and so much were having a miss, um, a, a different perception of, you know, possibly my fault, possibly their way of perceiving things. I don't, I don't know, but that made me realize, wow, like we can think we know, but we don't know, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's really, that caused me to then understand how different we all are and that we always have to know that what we think we may know may not always be accurate. So how do we know another person if not by digging deeper, right? Asking more questions and making sure that what you're thinking you understand is what you are understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like that part of me really helped me to understand humanity and understand that as individuals, we are all so different. The way we perceive, the way we speak, the way we see things. I mean, just everything, it could be so different. Some of us are alike and some of us are completely mm-hmm. different. And so that, was really neat. And I think it was a major lesson and and good wisdom to have and to understand. And I, I've had to, you know, just being in such a big family, I have to go, uh, just because you think you know that about this person doesn't make it so. Like, have you asked? No. Okay, then you really don't know until you know, mm-hmm. until you've asked, until you've dug deeper. So yeah, that's, that, that's a really big thing for I feel like just understanding that we're all so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, this is a co-creative reality. It's in the same way. If you want to have a positive relationship with one person, maybe it's a romantic, maybe it's a family member, whatever it is with any other random individual that you may come across, it's a two way streak. Mm -hmm. You you guys both have to have effort in there or else there's going to, there's not going to be that communication. It's not, doesn't just fall on the listener. It doesn't just fall on the communicator. It's both of you guys attempting to reach an understanding, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean an agreement, but that means an understanding where you can see each other's two point of views. Yeah. There's at the end of this book, at the end of the alchemist, I don't think it's every version, but for whatever reason, this specific version of the book had like a extra excerpt in the back. And it said, only only when me and my enemy can come together without any pre um conceived judgments and have a conversation and see each other's points of view that is the only time when world peace will occur but unfortunately we're not willing to sit down and have those conversations we're so attached to our own beliefs and our own yeah yeah why did we start talking about that in the first place? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, oh, we, were we were talking about, about communication, which was a necessary part of having a good relationship with yeah. your parents. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, last question. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> what do you imagine your future to look like? 
I imagine. I imagine to do a lot of the same things that I'm doing um, because I am intentionally doing the things that I do because I believe that they are the most, that they carry the most value. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's spending time with my family, growing with my family. Um, yeah. Nurturing the things that I feel carry the most value in this life. And that's what I plan on continue doing in, in all areas of life, growing in all those different mm-hmm. areas from growing our love to our unity, to our economic status, to our businesses, to everything, everything, mm-hmm. just more of what we already do on, you know, deeper and bigger levels. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. I want to say thank you for coming on for the third time. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I do it again for you, Anthony. And again and again and again. <laughs> I appreciate it. To no end. Um, yeah, this has been awesome. I, I really hope that you guys are able to take uh, good stuff away from this. Uh, if you are, make sure you comment down below anything that you learned or anything interesting that you thought was impactful. Um, also, remember to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Turn on the post notification bell. And we'll see you on the next episode because these are going to be coming out every other week. This has been the A Messy Life podcast, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.